What up, everybody, and welcome to the X Y Z. Can we wait? Let's rewind that because there's some you got weird, your radio voice on. Yeah, I'm doing. Ladies radio. and gentlemen. <laughs> Yeah, for well, the WrestleMania up. Championship of the World. Exactly. In ladies, our left corner, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I should I should practice my BBC broadcaster voice. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the XYZ podcast. And uh, I am very excited this evening to have my regulars here: Christian Breaker, g'day, Dean Ira, and now for the weather. <laughs> and I, of course, am Harry Fox. And today we have a special guest on the show tonight, and I'm very excited about this. This this man is a legend. He in you know a legend in his lifetime. He uh, he he is something that he's actually made me revise my whole opinions about an entire nation of French people, and uh, you know, and sometimes he organizes a show called the uh, the English stand-up comedy show uh, in wherever it is in the uh, Comedy House once a month. Very nice show. He's he's a regular. You if you go to comedy nights, you've seen him. You can't miss him. And sometimes he throws me a bone, like sometimes he'll give me a spot on his show. And I'm eternally grateful for him doing that for me. Give it up, everybody, for Ben Delahaye. Bonjour. Hey, Ben. <laughs> Hi. Um, how, how was it to be sucked off for two minutes right there? It felt good, but should I remind uh, Mr. Harry Fox that the show at Comedy House is also organized by one of your regulars <laughs> on your <laughs> podcast <laughs> oh, oh, our co-host we don't do conspiracies on this show no there's no none of those <laughs> so yeah with chris yes yeah, welcome exactly. no, great great to yes, have comedy you here, comedy swiss organizes uh the english standard voila i'm very happy to be here guys it's <sighs> an honor i'm glad you're here dude and, yeah. and to add another voice of diversity. <laughs> <laughs> the, the voice of French diversity. <laughs> we're all white and, and middle-aged. We're here, we have... No, no, wait, there's, there's age difference. So, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a different age, so there's diversity. Oh, uh, yeah, what generation are you, actually, would you call yourself? I, you know what? I'm actually in between generations, because every time I look... I'm I'm on the border and this is actually between X and this Y. This is the tragedy of my life. It's the duality of my personality. Oh so my. happy and so miserable <laughs> at the same time. So Gen X and so millennial. Have you bought a motorbike yet? No. Harry has. <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> 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 it's coming. It's coming. Or you're going to get a little French three-wheeler, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a lot of this, you know, with the one with the, like the two the two wheels at the, That's exactly, at yeah. the front. Yeah. What, what is your ideal French automobile? The, the, the Solex. The 2CV? No, it's the Delahaye. The Del is there a car called a Delahaye? So only the uh, cars aficionados <laughs> know about them. They're very old. It was the very beginning of car making. And there used to be racing cars. My dream is that one day Jerry Seinfeld is going to say, hey, let's get this dude Benjamin on the, on my show, and then he'll get a Delahaye because he will know. Cause All right. And then, you know, so obviously they're looking at me like, this guy is so fucking delusional. Shout out to Jerry Seinfeld. I know you're listening. <laughs> What's the deal with French people? What's a Dudley? So wait, is that so? Is that a family connection? Like was it a Delahaye? A no, but my dad made my mom believe it was from the same oh, family. Oh, I love your dad already. Oh, <laughs> oh there you go. Let's get into <laughs> it. And your dad made a lot of people believe a lot of things. 
He did. You could say he was a bit of an imposter. Uh, oh. Okay, that is okay. So that's the topic for today's show. But before Segway. we do that, we yeah. we let's first start out with some shout outs. Some shout, shout outs, out. some some plugs. What yes. Bag. What are you plugging first? No, let's do the plug. Let's do it in reverse order. What are you plugging, Dean? Make fast. Oh wow! Thanks for the pressure, Harry. <laughs> I will take my Come time. Come on, let's face it. You're, you're not doing anything significant in the next. Harry's projecting seven days. like he always does. This is the motorbike <laughs> issue again. So plug it yeah. quick. I'll plug your mom if you don't <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> oh, it's my mom's birthday today. Even better. Happy it's birthday, happy, Madame ha- Fox. Happy 9/11, mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason you remember, because yeah. 9/11. <laughs> yeah, we're in the future now, though. When you're hearing, sorry, we did the 9/11 episode. Yeah. He, Harry still hasn't called his mom. I text. I sent her a shitty SMS this morning. Said, "Hey, mum, I'm too busy to talk to you today, but I'll call sure. you tomorrow." Did you actually write that? Mm, kind of, yeah. Not <laughs> the, not kind the, of. Not in those What did words. she reply? Mom, I'm so she sorry. She said, "Okay." Who dis? Because she's a mum. She's an infinite supply of love and understanding. So I think I think <laughs> we should explore this further, because this explains Harry. <laughs> This SMS. Mom issues. Mom issues. Mom issues. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would admit there probably are some. She's a strong woman. She's uh, in it. Is, don't don't you even look at me like that. And that's why I'm drawn to Dean's mum. Like. Yeah, I knew you were going there. <laughs> so okay, w- all right. Wait, we're plugging stuff. Yeah, Continue like comedies, go. Tuesday, Thursday, seven thirty. I'm usually there. You can buy drugs off me at the back. I'm joking. Yeah, search um, for Comedy Night Zurich on Facebook. You'll find it. Yeah, Benjamin, uh, Benjamin's there as well sometimes. What else have we got? Mo- Christian. A lot of times. What are you yeah. plugging, Christian? English stand-up show, uh, 24th of September. Correct. This is coming out beforehand, and um, hopefully as well in October. Um, more to be announced on that one very soon. I, I hear you have a very talented comedian on this show. Yeah. <laughs> His name is Dean Ira. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you have to perform similar acts of self degradation, Dean, to get on this show? <laughs> I'm still haven't been allowed on the show yet. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, we did it. We did because he so finally had a date, and then it was the lockdown, mm. and so yeah, perfect time. I will say there's one problem for you. There will be a problem for you, Dean, because you're very good at your crowd work. But on that stage, you cannot see anything. It's just like a wall of white light. Now, that's and that's a tricky thing. At that, so we should get them to turn turn down the freaking lights. <laughs> like, what I like I like the not seeing the audience. Really? Yes. Okay. I like to hear them. I like to feel that it's a monster <laughs> behind the wall of light. <laughs> Okay. That I feel comfortable <laughs> with, because uh, like I'm talking to a beast. Now that makes me <laughs> uncomfortable <laughs> about everything. Because mm. if I if I if I see their eyes, then I can read their minds, <laughs> and <laughs> they are judging. <laughs> oh my god! I think we've reached a we've found someone even creepier than me to be on this podcast right now. <laughs> What well, was right. creepy about that? The way you could, I see their eyes, I read their minds, their minds. I get in their heads. I read it like he's a, I'm here to fight some monster comedy. Yeah, that was his cover story. But All right, so you're plugging the show as well. Correctly. Who's your Who's your headliner? Victor Patterson. He's a Romanian comedian based in London. He's not in London at the moment, otherwise he wouldn't be able to come. Okay. And he... He is the organizer, co-organizer, and multi-winner of the Rose Battle UK. 
Oh, he's very a, good. He's a roast monster. He's a roast monster. Okay. He is. It, it destroys. It's a good thing roast. you can't see the audience then. Also, <laughs> so I'm thinking about having a bit of a roast format at that show. Get uh, Dean on stage. Dean. Dean versus Victor. Maybe Dean for the first time would like to do a set rather than roasting Victor, <laughs> but <laughs> a professional roaster I'll get on and <laughs> yeah, get destroyed. Dean's, Dean's got yeah okay, cool. That's our <laughs> plugs. Uh, I'm also doing Contiki. I managed to perform degrading sexual acts for Ben, and now I'm also on the uh, <laughs> the show, the the English stand-up show, and uh, also doing some comedy kiss. I hope Shane, if you're listening, give me the love. I I need it from you, Shane. Did you sign up and you didn't get it? I don't know yet. I haven't looked on Facebook, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'm not that far yet in <laughs> in my self-hatred. Uh, all right. So, well, mailbag. We got mailbag. Can we have a Gene. mailbag jingle? I'll do it in uh, honor of Benjamin today. It is a mail time. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> would, would you thank you, friends? <laughs> would you like to do your own mailbag jingle on this show? It's mailbag time. Oh, oh my God. Oh, Lord, Jesus Christ. Bring on some Barry White. I, um, my panties dropped. Yeah, this is mine uh, too. That was three <laughs> comedians dropped panties. I think Dean and I are going to make up before the end of this podcast. Because <laughs> you can't, there's a lot of looks between us that I've never had before with you. And there's something about the intimacy of the microphone and your voice in my ear. Oh, can can yeah. you wait until I'm gone? Because otherwise that would feel like cheating. If you started making out with uh, Dean, Christian's ben. jealous. Chris, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is it is it cheating to to have a? Uh, we did make out with Christian. To make I out. tried to forget. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we could. That clip that. is on YouTube. I I applied for a job at Google. YouTube is owned by Google. I know that I'm not getting, <laughs> I'm not getting that job. No, but they like that shit though. They like the quirky one in the group. So, yeah, so that's okay. a little plug. If you if you get on YouTube, search for Brokeback Appenzell, <laughs> 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 you will see a side to Ben Delahaye and Christian Breaker mm. you've never seen before. Oh yeah. Um, right. Okay, we have some back. we Go have ahead. some mail. Uh, first email comes from. Um, a favorite of ours, uh, young Caro Cacao. Caro. A comedian in her own right. And she starts with, because I am a 20-year-old woman and also a comedian, That's I a think I am the first to have enough ovaries slash courage to ask for Harry's sex advice. Harry, calm down. Caro, what have you done? <laughs> You just signed for a <laughs> lifetime oh of Harry's creepiness. Is this a Harry's hot tip? This is a Harry's hot tip. Oh my it's god, Carol, thank tip. you. This I was means give so up on that. this means so this means a lot to me. And I can just say up front. Oh god. Caro is in what I call the daughter zone. There is oh my no god. Oh. Why did you have to Go there. You don't have to preface this. this. I am prefacing. I love, no I love how you, you said that, say, thinking, well, this is, this is how I'm gonna put some healthy distance. <laughs> yeah. And you just, you just made it weirder. Okay. <laughs> you just, you just no literally made it worse. <laughs> yeah. No one's accusing you of anything. Right, right. Right. You're you're fine. Yet. Like, she's um, a daughter yeah, distance. Gonna, uh, and she's got daddy issues. I know you're gonna fucking do it. Look. Okay. No, let me just say that. Because I have a daughter who's 17. I have a daughter zone, which is like a range of age where it's like. That could too be much. much. Okay. Too Let's much. do this. I'm excited. So, all-knowing Harry. I, oh, damn. Oh, oh, Why Cara, is she doing Cara. this? <laughs> it's getting even worse. Very oh. handsome Harry. Apparently the expert of doing mojitos with secret ingredients. This is my question to you. Roofies. <laughs> As a young woman that feels attracted to older men, how can I make them 
take me more seriously? And if that isn't possible, how can I stop having crushes on them and and go on with my life? Uh, okay. Wait, wait, hold up, Harry. Before oh you dive God. into this, <laughs> this is not a good question. <laughs> I think she's. La- this is a fish- this is going to be the first Me Too movement. <laughs> I already <laughs> going to get cancelled. I already have the answer to the question, and I'm not sure I should. Oh damn! <laughs> this answer, oh, Harry. She it. wanted a public answer to her question. All right. So, so. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so they. So they're not taking you seriously. Okay. So. I mean, I mean, basically, uh, the thing is this. <laughs> oh no, I'm not gonna do this. Do it. <laughs> do it. You've been waiting for this moment. The thing is, the thing is, like, okay. So as an older guy, I think Ben can relate. Is that you get <laughs> you get in a zone of your responsibilities and the stuff you're doing, and and you filter out a lot of noise because you have busy life as an older man. You got a lot mm-hmm. of responsibility shit you're dealing with. You have zero time. Yeah, and so. <laughs> Right there is where they're not taking you seriously. You're not getting into their mental orbit. The way you crack this thing is with despicability. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm sorry, it is real. You have to you have to make that guy hate you for putting thoughts in his head that he shouldn't have. And that's how he'll take you seriously. Because he'll be like, this, <laughs> this, I, this is wrong. This is very wrong. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it's like, fuck it. Chris and Dean are hiding their faces. Yeah. In, uh, uh, in the I don't. But hey, it was, it was a question for is Harry. That, is that an understandable answer? Do I need to? This e- is no. The, this no, is you don't need to explain. No, this so is, is great. But would an example help? No, this is what I was worried about, Harry. Because you've what? just given her instructions on how to get you. <laughs> <laughs> and she's not. And she's in the daughter zone. This is why you said it first. <laughs> exactly. I think her question was, how do I stop being in the daughter zone? Basically. Uh, d- uh, well, you get older. <laughs> wait. <laughs> you wait. And that means, that means like, the older guys you're hitting on right now are probably going to be dead by the time you get out of that. <laughs> but all the, you know. No, I mean. Caro, the looks you're going to get from Harry from now on. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I think it's more the looks that she's getting from Dean and I just going like, I mean, what, what have you done? <laughs> I, I would say one thing. <laughs> she's a Harry enabler. <laughs> I would say what would work for you, Caro, because I know, I know you. Uh, Caro Cacao on Instagram. Check her out. Ca- no, Caro He's Cacao Arts. Caro Cacao Arts. She's art. not just, you know, arts. arts. Oh, she is an artist. Yes. Okay, respect to that. Um... Swiss artists, yeah, they they have a lot going. On. So, go for the formal look. Where be more formal, be more adult. I think also, you should explore letting your hair grow. The 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 short hair. Fucking <laughs> hell! <laughs> the short hair adds confusion because it's like hair is grooming. This is what this, <laughs> this, is, this is, is definition of. Oh, I hate this wait, 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 so much. Yeah, exactly. Just shut the fuck up. I'm doing my job here. She asked wow. an honest question. Because the short hair adds additional confusion is, is this a boy or a girl? Mm-hmm. So, and that's not a... How have you ever gotten confused? No, I'm not saying me. I'm just saying random older men. Oh, yeah, men. no, it wasn't about random you. Older random guy. older men. Random older guy is first like, who is this person trying to get my attention? Is this a boy or a girl? Oh, it's a girl. 
Yeah. Can we I'm move glad on? we did this. Um, yeah. uh, everyone feel worse. Um, and, and that's so. the end of that segment. Oh, come on. I feel you <laughs> just, you, you feel that you need to say that, but that you enjoyed it on, a little bit. Like, listen, you two, how, how old are you again, Christian? <laughs> 34. You got 10 years. There you go. You got 10 years until this You're is in you. the older man category. And so what, we become a creep? Like <laughs> no, it's, it's, not, it's not that you're, you're a creep. It's a, what the creepiness that you do right now, which you're allowed to do. Because I'm young. Yeah, add 20 years to you, and you're still going to want to do that shit at some level, but you you're don't. not allowed to. You're not allowed to be that guy anymore. You're projecting and then again. If, you, if someone opens Pandora's box on the, on the Dean that used to be... I have penetrated Pandora's box once. If you, if you close your eyes... Shout out to Pandora. I know you're not. I thought you're not allowed to name people. <laughs> yeah, he's just, that was a comedy. Okay, effect. let's go on. on All right. Okay. So we got another email. Um, that's a, it was an ominous uh, email address. Um, Dean's mom. Mm. The email address is um, deans.hot.mom at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna like I'm guessing who's the, who this is, and he's he's he often trolled us on the internet. Mm, yeah, mm. as long as Harry isn't here to listen to this, um, uh, he's fiddling with stuff. For our so listeners, uh, they know it's seven o'clock. Uh, the, the bells are ringing. We the did um, we did a bunch of uh, podcasts on uh, Dean's balcony in the past, and uh, there was always a bit of like a background bell noise. And ah, so okay. It's yeah. really yeah. lovely. Locational. Yeah. It's kind bells. of like it's on, yeah. on point. Okay, dear boys. I'm not happy with this email. Uh, do we need the Dean's mum jingle? No, we don't. Dean's mum no. got it going on. Okay, sorry. I will sorry. burp on the podcast. Okay. Um, thank you for the shout out on the recent podcast. Mm. It is always lovely to hear Dean's voice again. So wait, we've shouted him or her out before. Oh, my mom. He's okay, context of my mom. I'm just trying to figure out who this is. Just stop. Just, just listen. I'm listening. Right. Listen. I don't like It's this. always lovely to hear Dean's voice again, even if he's using it to tell the world about my aerobics instructor job. Just to set the record straight, I stopped doing this job in 2007 after realizing that Dean had been dressing up in my leotards to self-pleasure himself. Incorrect. I only found out after <laughs> Margaret, one of my aerobics students, quietly mentioned the large cum stain on the back. I was... <laughs> I was quite the talk of town that afternoon. Nevertheless, the, to the talk of Boxberg. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, I'm incredibly proud of my dean. He successfully wanked himself through school and got second place in his year. I would later find out that that was the last time he ever came second. <laughs> Must pop off now. I'm off to do some self-suspensioning <laughs> on, on, on myself this afternoon. I'm scared of sharp hooks, so we'll use clo cloth pegs and hang myself on the cloth line. Close lines. And Thank you how does she sign it off? Dean's mom. At Dean's hot mom. I expect an Instagram account coming up with <laughs> at Dean's hot mom. <laughs> Dean is... This has gone too far. <laughs> this has gone way too far. Wait, is this all fake mail? I fucking... Was, no, was no, this was totally real. You think Carol's mail... Was it was it real? <laughs> was Carol's mail... Do you think Harry wrote well, it? Carol, we can confirm. Dean's hot mum. <laughs> I'm also I'm How long did she have the address? <laughs> Dean's hot mum. Dean and is also looking at me like I'm he wants so to I'm kill me. fucking kill someone. <laughs> why, why is she referring to herself as I'm Dean's mum? It's because some creepy British dude who I'm thinking... You guys all know who I'm thinking yeah, about. Uh -huh. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's exactly that guy. I don't know. I don't know who you're thinking about. I think it's him. Like, don't want to accuse nobody. Mm. But, the, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> we have... We're developing... I understand. We're developing an evil fan base. That's the okay. show. Yeah, it's fucking great. That's surprising. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me just let me just fact check this real quick. Uh, she didn't finish her aerobics classes in 2007. I've never worn a leotard, only a g-string. Uh, I have come on underwear, but not my mother's. Um, <laughs> what else? The, uh, like only a creepy old British guy will use the word wank, like Harry. Yeah, that's I true. That 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 Sorry. is a, a an identifier. Don't fiddle with this. That no, is an identifier. Your voice is fine. I got this. My voice is not fine. Yeah, Harry's, your voice Harry's is fine. mixing with the gain. You're always the loudest <sighs> on this podcast. Isn't that's that why he wants to dominate with the gain. You would exactly. turn my he found a way to dominate, just increase the gain, because yeah, like exactly. his life right. is such a like. A look, can I just say, look, uh, mine is only at two and a yeah, half. Yeah, because you're always louder. It's that's six, buddy. Jesus, Christ, stop bickering, bitches. All right, all right. seriously. All right, I'm tense because of my mom. The whole email there. Yeah, how does how does that make you feel? Because Harry's going red in the face, like he's giving off pheromones. I'm I can drink smell him. it from here. <laughs> First, Caro <laughs> comes on saying, "I want to fuck Harry," and then my mom emails in, okay. apparently calling me a wanker. <laughs> this is going fantastically. And I'm just here making eye contact with Benjamin. I'm just trying to have a good time with Hello. you. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh. <laughs> do, Stop do, do, it. I like do, it. Do. <laughs> I feel like Chris cheated Je on me with Harry, so <laughs> I cheated on Chris with you. We're going to have our own podcast. Benjamin. Lord Harry. Um, last right. email. Um, this is also the second time uh, Mr. Jason uh, Ransom is writing in. Uh, thank you very much, Chief. Uh, he is asking, it's an old rhetorical question. If you were having a dinner party and could invite three people, dead or alive, who would they be? Ooh. And I think Ben should start with Benjamin, that. Benjamin, tell us. Well, obviously, it will be uh, Voltaire. Uh, oh. No, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that is immediately the most boring dinner party. I know, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it will be Vo Voltaire, uh, Rousseau. Oh. <laughs> uh, Who came up with exist I existentialism? Uh, Jean-Paul Sartre. Mm. <sighs> Who would I like at a dinner party? Okay, so maybe Larry David. I think it'd be. It'd be oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's, a good, that's a good. That's a good choice. Then, oh my God, I'm so uninspired. It, it's I don't so know. these questions put you under massive pressure to deliver funny people or interesting. Yeah, I exactly. have. I have the answer right there. Okay, go, ahead, go start. Christian, start go. Okay, Jack Nicholson. Mm. And just two hot bitches, and I want to <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> yeah, ah, you're dude. smart. There you go. Yeah, That's okay. a party. <laughs> yeah, it's similar. You could go for the Robert De Niro, and uh, no, I'm no, not. Robert De Niro. Now he's he's basically a wet blanket. Like compared to Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson fucked everything that walks. Mm. Like literally did all the drugs that are available. Like that would be heaps of fun. Robert De Niro. The only thing he did was he he wrote on the coattail wrote on the coattails of uh, what's old Italian mafia boss's name, um, Fox Scorsese, um, oh, yeah. to become mm. famous. That's it. Like he's very uninteresting. Mm. Dean uh, Russell Brand. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Best person yeah. ever. <laughs> Shut up, Harry. Uh, Robin Williams. Uh huh. The energy is going up and up and up from this point. Oh mm -hmm. wait wait wait. Yeah, I got. And now I got some. Go ahead. And then uh, Marcy from the Smiths. Oh, who? That's a cool crowd. Yeah, Marcy. Marcy. Oh my fun. god, that's that's just too much ego in one room. They're just going to be a bunch of a bunch of assholes. I think you're just intimidated. By I I feel like Robin Williams would rule that room, though. You think so? Yeah, I don't think so because they balance each other out. There's chaos. There's neutrality, and then there's um, Crazy. evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pure evil. So it's like a really balanced room there. 
All right. Uh, thanks, Chief. Um, this is it. Oh, thanks for writing in. Uh, what, we, what we don't do anymore is actually tell people how to write in. Yeah. Um, so, dxyzpod at gmail.com. Um, send in all your um, sexual questions for Harry. Um, please, next time, someone that's actually not underage. And, <laughs> and, then, uh, <laughs> and it's T-H-E, because Christian made it hard. It's T-H-E-X-Y-Z pod, P-O-D. All right, this podcast is a serious podcast about real issues. Let's get on the topic. Yes. Today's topic is <laughs> the imposter syndrome. Yes. Can we have a, some epic sounds? Dun, dun, dun. Fantastic. So, <laughs> And I came as a chief imposter <laughs> chief, officer, chief, chief. <laughs> the expert on the topic. Now, you see, so here's the thing. I think we are actually living in the age of the imposter. Uh, we have the imposter-in-chief in America, Donald Trump. So I did a bit of research on what is imposter syndrome. Uh, and I, I dug deep uh, on the Wikipedia page about imposter syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> that, and that's I, research. I scrolled down twice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That, that was a Until I hit the history <laughs> part, then I stopped. You know? <laughs> no, I, did, I read the first line of the history. <laughs> so imposter syndrome, I'll read a little bit, is a psychological pattern in which the individual doubts their accomplishments or talents and has persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Now, the history part, which is interesting, it was discovered by two female psychologists, and when they first discovered this, they, they identified it as a problem that is manifest primarily in women, not men. Later research has shown men are equally subject to this, but you know, it's, it's for you ladies listening, you know, when, when you're struggling with your career and you get overqualified for every position you have versus the men who have zero qualifications for that role, you understand the imposter syndrome. And uh, the most interesting thing I found about the imposter syndrome is this, is uh, it can occur in the context of mental illness, but people who have imposter syndrome think that they are imposters for having mental illness, so they never report it, which I, I, is like a bizarre paradox. Um, yeah, so that's the imposter syndrome. Now, should I add a little bit more? Yeah, or flesh it out. What, what, were, these, were these two psychologists um, just pretending to be psychologists? <laughs> yeah, actually, when, was <laughs> that, when did that research come out? Because if it's before 1900, they might have been imposters because there was no female no, that it, actually it went to uni or something. It came out in 1978, but, but the interesting thing is I think a lot of people in, in psychology and psychiatry also suffer from imposter syndrome because, you know, a lot of the things, anything called a syndrome is already a suspect thing. Is that mm. a real thing or just a tag? Uh, and... You know, you could argue that all of psychology has ruined the entire species of humanity and led to the opiate crisis in the U.S. But you could I, argue that. Yeah, I don't want to do that on this podcast. But but you know, it's also the argument of Scientology. Do you want to be on their side? Oh, you're adding a. This is why we got. Do you want to be on their side? On this. Wait, wait, <laughs> is, is this real? Is yeah? this what psychol uh, psychology? Scientology. Scientology is. Uh, what like has made psychiatry their uh, enemy? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. And because they offer psychological help and you know self-help courses and stuff like that. Isn't this like just stage three of denial? Like they're just denying their own mental illness. I think that they don't want that the the because they they 
Well, I know we don't name, but I've named them now, so it's too late. <laughs> Tom uh, they <laughs> they prey on on people who are, you know, in a weak spot in their lives, and they don't want them to maybe go see a psychologist or a that psychiatrist. would actually help them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they take the worst cases of like, you know, uh, medi- uh, psychiatry medication gone wrong because you know this exists. Uh, yeah, or, it's a, it's or bullshit theory, or it's fascinating. Or Nazi psychiatrists to justify their hatred. It's fascinating that you're saying that. The only person at this table that actually was at the um, <laughs> at one of those uh, events is Harry. It's me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What event? <laughs> well, the we was on a previous episode because I was in Scientology for two weeks. Uh, for two weeks. Holy shit! You went deeper than I did. So <laughs> I did. I did the survey. Did you do the survey? Yeah, and then ah. I went on for two weeks. Oh my god! This mm. is what, what what happened during these two weeks. So you bought the book. So you, di- you, you get yeah you get signed up on a course, and uh, so this is where it starts. They they start teaching you uh, their vocabulary. So this is how they start to isolate you from the rest of the world. So they, they throw a lot of new vocabulary at you. That nobody else outside of Scientology knows. What kind of, like, give an example. Engrams. Engrams. Yeah. Going clear. I've heard of going clear. And engrams exist in search engine technology, weirdly enough. <laughs> if you're yeah, maybe they took it from <laughs> this is <laughs> conspiracy. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. Google. I yeah. Have, every Google search engineer again. knows about engrams. Yeah. There you go. They're all. You know, so y- w- wait, but you did this for two weeks. Yeah. So so here is so so you you, you do the test and they're like, yeah, you know, you're here because you need help, right? Yeah, you're and fucking you're like, the yeah, head. Yeah. You know, I I want some help. We can offer you some help. And and so every bad experience in your life has had an impact in your brain uh, that's chemical and that's called an engram. And so you need a process to clear your brain out of the engram so that you can become clear and like and you know focused and you're not you know you're not polluted by all the shit that happened to you and that sounds like a great proposition so it's like you know up. what let's let's see what you have to say so, so how much money did you spend so $15 so that's okay <laughs> <laughs> so, so the first course is $15 this is how they get you in uh, I'm totally getting sued, by the way. <laughs> oh my god! But no, fuck them. Do you know what? I think Tom Cruise I, just showed up. <laughs> I think I might be suffering from engrams in my balls. Oh god! <laughs> yes, yes. So that this is a dress. They have a accurate. course for that. I mean, I've been trying to like jack that <laughs> stuff out, but it just doesn't. Okay. So you know, so I, so in the meantime that I was doing the course, I was also like, uh, uh, also reading about it, and so. So one day I remember, like they they're teaching new vocabulary, and they say as an exercise, they say like, okay, so f- so to use an example of this, maybe you can write what you had for breakfast. And then once you write what you had for breakfast, they use this info to tell you actually you're not eating properly. You go to the second course, and but then I I I decided to outsmart them, and I was, and I said no no here's another example of, and the the lady was like. I want you to write what you had for breakfast. It's like, no, no. It just says that I need to have an example of this, so this is what I'm writing. Right. So she's like, ah, so she gave up. <laughs> and then <laughs> then I was invited to so then the second is like, Ben, you know, there's another course I'd like I'd like you know, I'd like you to go there. Uh or another course or a presentation. I want you to go to this presentation. So I arrive in the presentation and there's, you know, maybe three of us who are in the and actually, so in the beginning, I can see why people get into it because it's 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 a lot of 
the other people in the course were either immigrants who were struggling in American society or people who had had, you know, troubles with their parents and stuff like that and lots of trauma. And so you start talking about these things about your childhood and it does make people feel better, you know? So they're like, wow, this is, you know, this is, <laughs> this yeah, is yeah. amazing, but this is psych psychology. It's basically like <laughs> going to AA. Yeah. And so, so, so we go... Uh, so anyway, so I go to this presentation and uh, and it's about how, you know, you need to, if you want to go clear, you need to also do exercise and eat certain things and, you know, they have the knowledge to help you going clear. And so the film, which was basically a sales pitch, ends. And so the way that I was in the room, so I watched the thing and I was next to a wall and the guy who had welcomed me in Scientology was right next to me so there was no exit for me I couldn't get out mm. like he was on the way out okay and then so he's like so what do you think Ben I said uh, well this sounds very interesting you know like and then he pulls out like a, an enrollment form that had all my details like everything oh. and the only thing that was needed was the signature so it was you know and that and that in my head I, I just went <laughs> and I, I looked at him and said, no, I'd like to think about it. And he's like, mm. okay, but you know that. And then it's, so they never bothered me after that. Cause they, Cause they knew so they couldn't crack. And it. then what I, exactly. So he's, he didn't even follow me back. And that's the thing. So he didn't oh. follow me back to the room where I was supposed to do my course. So what did I do? I started to walk around the Scientology center <laughs> <laughs> of Los Angeles. <laughs> Wow. So, I it was ground a, so zero. you were a ground zero. It was a, <laughs> it, <laughs> Pardon it, the pun. It was a bit scary. Crazy. I didn't get the ground zero. That's what it's funny. It's 9-11 today. Oh, God damn it. Uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Did you and then, and the then I saw this poster that that showed like all the levels and the stages that you have to go to if you want to get clear. So, you know, because when you come in, they make you think that, you know, read the book Dianetics and take this $15 course and we'll help you getting clear, right? But then I saw where my course was in the in the hierarchy the of all these chain. courses to, to be to be clear. And they were like, you know, dozens and dozens of courses. And that already, the sport health thing, was already $45. Mm. So if every <laughs> course price goes exponentially... So I started to I started to see like okay so this is the giant this is how it works and uh, I never I never went back. So Res that was respect it. you. You know actually you just reminded me of something because uh, there's a website called Gamer Sutra, which is where game designers get on to share ideas and also evil plots to get people addicted to games. And what you just described is is used in mobile gaming. So there's a strategy where they get you to uh, play like 40 levels of the game. So you get to play about two or three hours of a mobile game. Yeah. And suddenly it gets ridiculously hard. And because you've already invested three hours, you're then ready to pay. And I think that's the Scientology strategy. They it's get like you a personal investment, like a yeah, personal like you connect con con consciousness or something. Yeah, and if you'd gone past those two weeks, uh, at some point it's like, oh, I can't go back now because I've already put in so much time. It's like Candy Crush is built on that. Yeah, and all most, these, most yeah. It's, of it's many things. It's it's uh, it, it's a master. This organization is a master of this of these tricks. Has so many. 
I think it was Kobe. I'm, I'm going to get harassed, I'm sure. <laughs> well, I, I checked out. So I, what I learned from this is that uh, English cynicism is stronger than French cynicism. Because I checked out on the first Fuck day. you. <laughs> I got a question, though, Benjamin. Um, when you were sneaking around the Scientology building. Yes. Going through the little labyrinth. I didn't see of Tom Cruise. I didn't see Tom Cruise. That my question was, was there a door that you open and Tom Cruise is like having sex with a lizard or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, because Tom Cruise goes to the celebrity center was and has a different experience from every other Scientology. Mm. Was there anything like sexualized about that you saw there at all? But no, there was zero. Because I had the weird thing is when I went to this, they, they sat me on this black sofa in a white room and the sofa is is facing a desk with this woman in it with a above knee length skirt. They're very good at spotting your weaknesses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you sure this wasn't the casting couch, Harry? <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. All right, so the, you took two weeks. It, it suggests there was a weakness there that, that Scientology could have filled. Do you think... Imposter. Yeah, do you think... Let's call it imposter syndrome is your is your root problem. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Now, Jesus. Let, me, let me just let me just throw out. Yes, please. And then I'll get to the questions. So here are seven signs that you might have imposter syndrome in the context of work. As we are refilling our glasses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need wine for this. Me too. So here's point number one. You're putting in hundred and ten percent all the time. I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking at Christian on this one. That you're an imposter. Uh, that's a sign. These are signs you could be. You could be suffering. You're in. You have imposter syndrome. That's so definitely you, not. I'm lazy as hell. Yeah, you put in 110 percent because you're desperate to prove that you uh, are. Uh, number two is you beat yourself up uh, for even minor mistakes. Yep. Yep. Mm, yeah. Wait, is this one of those lists where we all kind of go at one point, yes, that's totally this me? It's a BuzzFeed quiz. So yeah. Harry's just Googling just, stuff no, right I'm just going to say that, <laughs> that I don't... Which kind of dog are you? <laughs> are you an imposter? Can, <laughs> I, can I just throw in, I'm the person in this podcast who does not have imposter syndrome. <laughs> I have that's something an imposter syndrome person would say. You're trying way too hard no. all the time. Yeah. I really... Maybe just like the when biggest like, imposter... I have had imposter syndrome. Exactly. Like when, as soon as Kara sent the email, you're like, I'm going to just clear this up first. I'm not trying to fuck Kara. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to bring it up first. No, you don't. You totally don't. doesn't apply Dude, to me. No you, one asked. You go you to 110% understand. to prove that you're not. You don't understand what I'm talking about. And and no, none of you here will. Like ben, you have two sons, don't you? When you have a daughter... As he's just saying, we don't talk about kids. We don't talk about our kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, and I'm you have a daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's not talking about that a lot. So, um, I mean, the things I could talk about my daughter, I don't know. All right, let's, let's push on. <laughs> Point three, you constantly perceive yourself as unworthy of your position. Correct. Do you have this in a uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, I, I can in relate a comedy to that. context. Mm. I don't deserve life like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Well, you are from Africa after all. So. What what <laughs> what, shit what? what position <laughs> do we have in comedy to feel <laughs> unworthy of, Harry? I I've learned that I'm very unworthy of missionary position. I fucking hate that position. It's the worst. But anyway. Wow, <laughs> so you're not even. I mean, that, that, that was that was not funny. No, I know. No, I'm not trying to be funny. It's a fact. <laughs> can we? Do, can I just? I love how. Okay, so Harry, I want to give uh, a brief uh, intro uh, on uh, imposter syndrome. 
Imposter syndrome and women. <laughs> that was totally necessary. But there, but no, there, there I will admit, because because for many years I, I think I did have a kind of imposter syndrome with regard to women. Now I have more uh, of a kind of intruder syndrome. But imposter syndrome I don't have anymore. Right? Mm. All right, let's push on. <laughs> You're convinced your colleagues have it all together. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I can relate to None that. None of you have this together. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> okay. We are also not your I mean, you know, colleagues where where people get paid, right? Like uh, I skipped a point. I, I'm gonna you I'm gonna lick my my hand I and I want you to look at me in the eye. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I feel like an imposter. It's, you know, my sexuality is an imposter right now. You constantly perceive yourself as unworthy of your position. Yeah, you did that. Yeah, we, do that. we oh, said that already. That's oh, when you sure. mentioned the whole missionary thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Switch to the it, uh, my, my, my brain unworthy, just unworthy for you. My apparently. brain just erased the trauma of that moment. Uh, you're <laughs> unable to accept praise or compliments. Yeah, I can't. I, I'm able. Ben, you are a fantastic man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Harry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He flattered me the whole day on WhatsApp. <laughs> oh, Ben, it's so fantastic. It's so brilliant. He's warming you up. like, I feel I'm being groomed for tonight. Harry's good at grooming everyone. Yeah, yeah I am a, board. I'm an yeah, expert you groomer. You should talk to Cara. He just said he's an expert groomer. No. This is going on your gravestone. <laughs> I'm putting it on LinkedIn next. <laughs> Skills. Ex Skills grooming. <laughs> That's a management skill. Benjamin, <laughs> I got a question, Benjamin. <laughs> uh, let's take, wait, hold up, hold up. I got a question. Benjamin. Yes. Let's, let's do a bet right now. How many episodes do you think we'll do of the XYZ before we get canceled? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know because uh, it's hard to get podcasts canceled. You can't get podcast canceled? Yeah, it's just no, the, the free no. roaming internet. Even if you groom and touch some of your guests like that, even then? I would love you to touch yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but You're going to hold us against me later. But Dean, uh, right. He made me drink. I walked you right and into then that. Okay, like I said yes on the moment, but in <laughs> retrospect, <laughs> that was... He used his power against He used me. his power of the being a host... He was an imposter. <laughs> ben is Ben is putting his bet on this episode being the one we get cancelled. All right, this French, uh, you know, denier of <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. I'm I embrace the Me Too movement a lot more than these crazy. A lot more than. You Why are we? What are, what are we? What are we doing? You embrace. He embraces embra it. Okay. Yeah. So can you can you save me for myself? Yeah. I'll save I you. Let, last point, motherfuckers. Uh, you've started neglecting self-care. Yeah, I have started. Yeah, yeah. I have mm -hmm. just started to neglect self-care. <laughs> okay. I, so I'm definitely <laughs> do not. Okay. I mean, there's some there's some smoking, some alcohol, but basically, I don't have imposter syndrome. I've learned from. All right. Not not at the moment. Good anyway. for you, Harry. All right. <laughs> thanks, so thanks for clearing that. We one. have three people. You, you're basically all admitting that you suffer from imposter but, but syndrome. But here's the thing, Harry. I well, think and we you all, don't. yeah, we all kind of suffer from this a little bit on some level at some point. Yeah, know? because we are doing comedy, so it basically We're also human. I'm not saying us only, but everyone. Unless you're a psychopathic, like yeah, narcissist, yeah, I, I guess so. But but th there's a certain level of uh, imposter syndrome where you think that you are capable of holding a microphone and the crowd at the same time. Like just, like the, the majority of people are shit at talking to people. 
that that's a reality. This is why not everyone is doing it. This is your imposter syndrome coming out right now. Of course. Yeah. So having having the uh, having the it's not even about having the balls, but having the self delusion that you're capable that you're capable of doing it is already fucking nuts. You yeah, you think you could do that? Yeah. Did did any of us not have imposter syndrome the first time we did comedy? Like I'm looking at you, Ben. I yeah. What what was the first time you went on stage, and and how was that? I remember like it was yesterday. Oh God, <laughs> we all do. <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, it was in Boston. It was in Boston, in 2001. Wow. And I, well, you know, I I went on with no, I felt because I tried out all the. So I went to Emerson College in Boston. Where I was rejected from all the comedy troops, because um, I was very uh, unconfident and very, you know, untrained as well. Also very attractive. <laughs> and they f- and they're, they're felt threatened by it's like oh mm. the, the audience the French will only focus on and him. They, what they rejected <laughs> you? Yeah. How, yeah. how did they That's reject crazy. you? Well, because you audition and I I never I didn't get called back. Uh, wow. Then I tried again a bit later. I got called back to one, but yeah, I was so I was I was. Uh, I didn't get in, uh, and that that uh, kind of crushed me. So, because I didn't have a growth mindset at the time. This, if I have something that, as a, as a forty-year-old, I would tell my twenty-year-old. And so, actually, this is great because we can talk about growth mindset. Because this That's is good, yeah. the growth mindset is how I kind of got out. Like I didn't get out of my imposter syndrome, but this is this is my this is how I'm able to function and still, you know. Yeah. What what does that mean? What does growth mindset mean? Okay, so first you should read the book called Mindset: The New Psychology of Success. It's not written a, by Benjamin Delahaye. It's not a bullshit uh, self help book. It's it's uh, it talks about fixed mindset and growth mindset. Right. Fixed mindset is is you believe that you're fixed. So you believe that uh, you either a good comedian or a good podcaster or you're not. Or and and you know you believe you're a genius and you have the talent or you don't. People who have the fixed mindset live in constant fear of uh, something. If they fail at something, it evidences that they don't have the talent. So either they feel depressed that they don't have the talent, which is what I've done, or they become extremely aggressive uh, and and you know try to, pu- to crush crush everybody else around them because they don't want to be found out. That because they think you know like like no that I didn't fail I don't have I didn't we, fail because I have the talent. We definitely don't know anybody like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's. Uh, but, that's a, but that's interesting because I've actually heard it in a slightly different way. Is that you have growth and scarcity mindset? That's a different. Oh no, that's completely different. Yeah. So that's growth. It's more in economical terms, and okay. believe you know either there's like few resources that we compete a lot for, or you believe there's an abundance of resources. But I'm talking more about then the growth mindset is like you may fail at something, uh, but then you have a you have like a clear vision, like yeah, I'm not I'm not good at this right now, or maybe I'm good at this, but I failed this time, and I can improve and I can be you know I can be better at it. Right. And that that fixed mindset ruined my life for decades. So so I got rejected from the comedy troops of Emerson my freshman year. What <laughs> Harry wants to hear Harry. me louder. So I got rejected 
And in my head, that means I am, there you go, I'm not funny. And then it was only my third year in college that I found the courage to be like, you know what, like, so maybe I'm going to try. And, and, you know, and I went on stage. And so, but so that's what it's always been very stressful to me because it's like, oh, this could prove that I'm either the man or I'm not, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. So I went on stage and it was very, it was very painful. And thank God I had like friends at the back. And one of them like laughed loudly at everything I said, <laughs> but he was the only one. But I was like, okay. So he would carry me on th- through the, and then at some point I said something, and then the whole crowd like erupted in laughter, and I got an applause break. <laughs> wow! So that and I, that just felt so amazing, and uh, okay. and and I w- and that's how I got addicted. <laughs> Do you remember the line? Yeah. Well, no, I remember the topic was that. So when you take public transportation in the U.S., the the ads on the on the tube or the and the metro, it's always this very depressing things like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, do you do you want to get paid for medical research? Like basically, do you want to be a, a lab or, you know, are you depressed? Is for medication or you know maybe it's time to take some adult courses to flip around, you know. And I said something like, well, you know, maybe they should put the ads on the outside of the train <laughs> for, for all the... <laughs> for all the <laughs> <laughs> and and they, they, they all loved it. And uh, and uh, that felt like an immense victory. So I felt yeah. good after that. So in the front of the train, it just says, life's too short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, it's a crazy thing. I remember being on the New York subway and seeing that ad, for, like an ad like that for the first time. And it was just a smiling guy. And then there was a tagline saying, I don't want to kill myself anymore. Health-wise yoga. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what? That was, I was like, what is this? <laughs> Suicide prevention but through that, that's bending over. That yeah. You can only <laughs> notice as, a, as an outsider because the Americans are so used, like all the, the public transportation ads in, in the U.S. are this. Like they make you feel like such a failure in a low life. Mm. Yeah, because if you're rich uh, in America, you're not using public transport. Wow, maybe. Yeah, but in in Boston, uh, you know, everybody uses the. Yeah, that's true. So but maybe it, maybe that's a strategy to prevent suicide. Is that they they put you in the mode of self questioning somehow? I don't know. You actually just reminded me of the, the of the deepest thing that Madonna ever said in the text of the famous classic song Erotica where she whispers, poor is the man whose pleasure depends on the acceptance of others. Are you working ASMR? Uh, yeah, but that's, that's the tragedy of Not comedians. <laughs> yeah, but, but exactly. Yeah, but yeah. The, 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 how can you have, sorry, Boston Emirates, fuck you guys. Like, how can you have an what? approval committee for funny? That is a uh, Emerson, 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 Emerson. No, but you know, when I look, okay, so now when I, when I revisit this period of my life, Emerson is this fame school, okay? So everybody who goes there is interested in like performing arts, filmmaking, and everything. And in the American high schools, you're you're pushed from from an earlier age to explore that in high school, you know. So like if yeah, you like theater, theater companies yeah, from a, a young so age. I came here and I competed against people who had been you know doing stage and funny things for you know five years, six years, and that's you know like that's why I didn't get it. Okay. There, there, there is definitely more attention to performing arts, I guess, in the U.S. Like yeah. a, a lot of people, 
um, that become uh, super super crazy comedians, especially in recent years, have gone through this whole cycle of like improv theater. Yeah, they they all do in school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so so, but you did this after three years at college. You did your open mic. Did I understand yeah, I that correct? I did. So I went to my first. But open what, what happened there. after that? So you, you So second year I tried again. I got called back, and I I still didn't get it, and I was so of course I was crushed and everything. But I I learned a small lesson, <laughs> <laughs> was that if I work at it, like I progressed. Right, oh, no. right, right, right. So I was still too crushed to try again, like su subsequent years, but at least. I I kind of saw that okay because in the meantime I had um, I you know there was like a comedy course uh, that I I attended and we were you know submitting skits and all the people from the from those troops were in that course and whenever I managed to make them laugh felt like a, a victory I was like okay so maybe I have a chance in the next mm -hmm. <laughs> tryout or but but to me this is a, this is really interesting because I mean maybe I was privilege to start comedy in Zurich two years ago but like I was purely in a battle with myself there was no one like if the crowd hadn't laughed I didn't really give a shit what I was concerned about was if I had a meltdown on stage and that and yeah that's this is this is really interesting. You often do this. You want to start saying something, and then you become vulnerable, and then you stop. Yeah. Harry, this Never is a safe space. And it's we heard that motorcycle that just took away, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Took away Harry's I courage. <laughs> I I no, because I, I, the reason why it's not that I'm feeling vulnerable is that I don't know where I'm going with this. But, but the point is, is like, <laughs> to me, the concept of, I've always hated the idea of having to get permission from other people on like acceptance from others fuck that uh, that's 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 not me though <laughs> okay <laughs> it's strange though because like the common theme here is this we all started comedy for the idea of some kind of validation but like you know it comes from yourself or but from he other says people no. No, ah, you, from self-validation it was self-validation self okay it was yeah. the fear of going up in front of a bunch of people and actually performing what what I wanted to deliver. But this is where imposter syndrome comes in because now the conflict for you is like, um, I'm not actually worthy or I'm lying to myself that I'm allowed to love myself or validate myself. Do you ever feel that way? Oh my God. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe having a it's the whole. It, this is why you're scared of a meltdown on stage. You might. Because you're like, you're thinking, I'm not good enough to validate myself but I that's what I'm trying to do what you just told me is so big I can't even process it right? <laughs> 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 I need to go home and cry first <laughs> so so <laughs> so Christian is so taking your right gluten free I'm taking, I'm taking a gluten free but beer so here's bitches. a question for all of us starting with yes. you Ben mm. when is when is the first time you experienced something that you would tag now as saying there I had imposter syndrome like some um, a moment where you felt like like I'm in a situation that yeah I, I, that I'm an imposter doing this thing well m uh, most times on stage and in my professional life as well um, at work I always when, when was the I always feel unworthy of like it's it's w it's word for word what you were reading earlier like I always feel unworthy of the position that I have that it's a uh, 
But if we go back before that, like, do you, do you have like a, a oh the very first memory yeah, the of the very it? first memory of something where you felt I was you're an imposter? Uh, isn't this yeah? Because sorry, Benjamin, this is a constant, right? Like, is it not just me feeling like it's a constant thing? Yeah, it's like I don't, I can't I can't pinpoint one. So when you graduated from eighth grade to ninth grade, did you feel that you were not worthy of ninth yeah. grade? <laughs> Why, in a way, I because so this is so weird. <laughs> so it's, it all comes back to my dad. <laughs> it's always ah, about him. Here we no, fucking go. No, no but it's not. It's this. not about. No, it's not about him. But so he p- he put me into uh, first grade, which normally in France you you go there when you're six, and he put me there at four. What? What the fuck? Yeah, that's imposter syndrome. So, <laughs> so I was I was uh, at four year old in first grade, and then I was always two year ahead. Wait, wait, let's go through his rationale. So I was like, um, my cum is so great, it has to be two years early to everyone else. I like don't, I don't think. <laughs> I was like, no, but it, it would make him feel. It, it would make him feel better. Would, but were there I mean, there was okay. There was one thing is that I mean, I was <laughs> I was a bit of a genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we're getting at. Could you? Could, were you like the Mozart no, on the no, piano? No, but what happened was I could read already at four because so not ah, okay. because I was particularly. It's just because my my grandparents. So you know, in um, how do you call this show in? In the UK, that's hosted by Jimmy Carr, where they have the le- the letters and the nine uh, out of ten cats. Oh, yes. Ca- uh, countdown, countdown, countdown. Yeah. Exactly. I so I would watch Countdown w- with my grandparents, uh, and this is how I t- in I English. No, in French, like the French version oh. of Countdown. And and uh, I didn't Christiana think a I bit. Didn't, uh, I didn't even know there was a <laughs> French version. I did not know that either. It yeah, it's called. It, but uh, I thought every single French show is basically a TV, a talk show where people just scream at each other. How <laughs> do you We have the Wheel of Fortune in <laughs> in uh, in France. We have the Price is Right in France. Oh. Oh. Yeah. What, in France. what is Countdown called in in France? Countdown. Des <laughs> chiffres et des lettres. <laughs> Which means uh, the letters and the numbers, let, uh, numbers and letters, because we like it, you know, uh, precise. We don't ca- count down to what you add, and you do words. There's so a giant timer at the back of the show counting down. I think, but this actually explains why France has zero impact on the internet today, like <laughs> culturally. I don't know how I made that job. Yeah, because do you know how many French people work in tech. So are you are you are you crazy? No, because we are a nation of of like we produce engineers. The, Don't because look, give me this. Because look, <laughs> countdown. Then the word creates suspense. Le chiffre, le whatever the fuck that was. Uh, uh, that creates zero suspense. Yeah, but you're talking about marketing, not tech. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's fine. Well, you I guess you're one of these people from business. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a suit. But wait, okay. So you you he's were a suit able from corporate. You were able to read. Because of watching a TV show. Yes. Because I watched it uh, a lot, you know. Did like you ever get day. tested? Like, uh, did you know what what your intelligence thing is? The what, the IQ, IQ? Yeah. I don't believe in IQ test. Oh, ah. that, that's something a smart person <laughs> would say. <laughs> EQ versus IQ. Everybody has some intelligence. I did the Mensa. I did you? I uh, what what? I'm part of Mensa. Are you? Yeah. No fucking way. But. Uh, that's a fucking what Illuminati right there. Look, I know. Like, <laughs> no, like, no, sorry. I, I, no, I'm too dumb to even know what that is. Mensa? You don't know what Mensa is? No, what is I that? Ben, explain. I know three arsonists who are part of Mensa. Dude, there's oh, like it's such a sound effect show. 
Okay, There's so many <laughs> things happening with sounds. I'm guessing <laughs> if that's a background noise, we we are on a terrace at a place that I'm not going to name. No, we're not going to name it, but uh, this is where. But they're. I don't, blind. Blind. I don't even think uh, this is where a lot of okay. souls <laughs> have been broken. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I can't. laughs> mine. And uh, <laughs> a lot of lives ruined. Cheers for the video watchers. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, what is Mensa? It, uh, if it's a club. Okay, for I didn't know it was a club for <laughs> It's like it's a it's a club to get in. You have to take an IQ test. Yeah, so what is your IQ? You have to be smart as fuck. No, I'm not smart as fuck. Either that or an arsonist. Um. I think I'm just above horse. That's where. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just like right there. Whatever that, that is. That qualifies you for it. Oh look. <laughs> it's oh, look at the time. I don't know. I think it's. Uh, but it doesn't matter. So, <laughs> because I honestly don't believe in IQ tests because mm -mm. I honestly believe that they they measure a certain intelligence and there are there are a lot and yeah, there are many IQ. intelligence that I don't have. Yeah. Right, right, right. This yeah. is how I justified not being a part of it because I did take the test. I read a book somewhere. There's a psychologist saying there's nine different types of intelligence, ranging yeah. ranging from like mathematical. Musical, creative, etc., etc. I can't remember all of them because my IQ is very low. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do believe <laughs> Mensa, you know, targets and tests kind of like two or three of those. No, but I mean, you're two. Just two. But, two. Yeah. but Dean, you're a good example. So I mean, an example of yeah, what? You're a good example. <laughs> well, yeah, you can, I, at first sight, <laughs> even the retards <laughs> can get somewhere. No, Look at you. But Dean, <laughs> Look at us two, basically. But you're very uh, charming. <laughs> oh, that's the charming intelligence. I got a bucket but, load of that. But okay, Dean, you have you have. So if I can, we can edit this. But you have dyslexia, right? Uh, do you? Do you want to share? Is that I mean, okay? it's a spectrum. I have not dyslexia. Yeah, a little bit of dyslexia, but more ADHD kind of thing. Undiagnosed. So, so with those two things, you're going to fail every IQ test. I have seen the output of this man, Dean Ira, in terms of design, and it's genius. Yeah. It's it, This guy has I a, agree. Has a level I, of genius. Uh, so so I, fuck <laughs> IQ tests. <laughs> the only intelligence I believe in is penile intelligence. <laughs> oh, here it comes. Oh, this is, here it comes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank there you for you always Harry, being... That, is, Harry, Harry that, is, you that is what they should measure Harry's stick is always pointing north. It is just like... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if we crash in True a plane... North, you know. if, <laughs> True I, I think north. you invented a new... Uh, the, the JQ. The this GQ. The gender guys. caution. <laughs> if, you, if you get lost in the wild with Harry, you just float him in some water. And <laughs> <laughs> his dick will just point you straight to the dirty joke. To the nearest, to the dirty, joke. The nearest, <laughs> nearest dirty joke. joke. Or the nearest dirty woman. Like that. <laughs> 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 all right, all right, all right. Any, Dean, Dean Christian, any, uh, what was your first uh, I have a good story. imposter moments? I have a good story for this. So um, we, we, we went through this um, on the podcast a bunch of times that I grew up turbo-religious. And um, I was supposed to become a pastor. Um, oh my God! Actually, what? we didn't. Yeah. we didn't know this. This is a new. You were this in is a pastor reveal. school. Uh, ish. I so, feel you kind of told me this already. Yeah, I did tell you. Yeah. Oh, I told Ben. I didn't. We didn't talk about it in the podcast. Okay, uh, hang on. He needs uh, a you, drink. You have he told me once to off the podcast. Story. Off podcast. So you were going to be here's pastorized. what happened. Um, <laughs> This no, is what we did talk about on the podcast. My my uh, my parents are super religious. I was very religious uh, from a young age, and um, I, I was in one of those Anabaptist churches. So uh, people that basically were um, 
kind of like back in the 1500s, they got killed because the Catholics believed that you have to baptize your children. And they said, no, you have to get baptized when you're grown up and you make a decision. So that was the big argument. Zwingli is one of the um, statues in Zurich, basically killed my ancestors. But some of them survived, obviously. This is why I'm here now. Now, um, I'm part of this... I think you could call it, it, it is some sort of sectarian belief, I guess, because it's quite small. It's a couple of, like, maybe 10, 15,000 people in Switzerland that are really close to it. Um, one outlet of this is Amish people. So my ancestry is very closely related to Amish families. This is basically where this all comes from. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can still not grow a beard. So, um, <laughs> what... <laughs> So random. <laughs> Did you ever see uh, Amish people? Oh my they, god! They don't have beards. They have massive beards. Oh, they yeah, have, all of them have massive they beards. Don't, yeah. They don't have mustaches. Do yeah, they? they have to shave off the mustache okay. because there was an argument that that's against Jesus or whatever or Cunilingus. Yeah. And and Cunilingus. Cunilingus. Whatever. Of, of lungus. You can't even say <laughs> it. I can't even say it. Um, <laughs> this is how religious I was. So. Um, my grandfather was uh, an, an important um, pastor in, in his own right. My father became a pastor. And oh my God, such a story. There is also a thing that's called um, an elder in that church. So the, the church is not led by a pastor. It's led by a group of elders. So both my dad and my granddad were elders in their respective churches. And mm -hmm. I uh, got married to a daughter of an elder. And then uh, it, it, I was supposed to become the pastor of that church where we then moved. Dean just came back. It's like, what the fuck is going I on? I was just about to say all elders are pedophiles. And then you were like, my dad and my uncle. Are yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you, you basically you are a, you're, you're a, you're basically a pedophile disaster no pastoral aristocracy that's what you can call this <laughs> oh <laughs> but, my god but i mean your your life was on a course for pedophilia and you avoided mm. it so i'm now uh, 25 <laughs> i'm now 25 i'm um i'm working in this church as a youth pastor and um there is a couple they're closely uh, close friends of my uh, wife at the time and myself and they asked me if i would um do their wedding uh, as the pastor, uh, so I think I know where this is going. So uh, I have a bit mm -hmm. about this um, w where I say that I got drunk after a wedding, and that's literally what happened. So I'm doing this wedding, and it was probably my biggest gig so far. There was like three, four hundred people in a fucking church, and mm -hmm. um, I'm doing this um, this whole fucking ceremony about love is love and this is fucking great and for eternity and whatever <laughs> blah 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 and then I'm just looking at my wife at one moment and go like no this is all a fucking lie oh, and yeah. I was like I, I literally oh, no, I literally walk down <laughs> from uh, from that church I walk across the street I go into that bar and I get fucking hammered oh. right then and there at the, uh, on the wedding day and we had to go to the wedding reception afterwards so I was lit I was high as a kite I was drunk I was on so mm. many things at the point when we actually mm. made it ah. for dinner but and after making the speech in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So everyone saw me. So, oh, this is the pastor. This is like the next big thing. There was an old lady. This is the most fucked up thing. There was an old lady in the crowd. As I'm walking out, she walks up to me and goes, oh, Christian, it's so great to hear your voice. Um, I was a big fan of your grandfather who just died. 
And uh, the reason why I came to this wedding is because I really wanted to hear the next generation of Mr. Breaker. Mm. Ah. She had no relation with the couple that got married. She's a gatecrasher. (laughs) Wow, he was your first fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like dead now. But but that's it because... So we have a guy. We have a guy where I work who does. Uh, he trains us. He trains nerds, engineers to speak, and actually he makes. He does a lot of his work with pastors. He trains pastors to speak. I have a thanks to him. I have a new respect for those people because they have to deliver five awesome sermons a week, and there's got to be original. So I think this is the beginning of your comedy career right here. I think so. I, the love for the microphone certainly was, but also kind of like the the, the imposter syndrome really kicked in at the mm-hmm. point of like, I do not deserve to be here. This is all fucking garbage. Uh, y- but it was a combination of actually not believing, but also not really being worthy of that position at the same time. No, but you were. You're getting it all wrong. Because what that old lady was really saying to you is that she was here to feel the virility of a young man in <laughs> preaching the word of God. Jesus Christ. She was br- she she had a wet pussy for my granddad and then she wanted to see the next generation. Yeah. But, uh, and it's about it's about uh, you know continuing like a gene continuing mm. a species. Um, yeah, so, sorry, now go ahead because you've wanted you to say something for like five minutes. Yeah, I'm tired of hearing Harry talking about granny pussy. Like, <laughs> 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 uh, oh, you said that. No, like here's the thing, dude. Like <laughs> How can you be a hypocrite? Yeah, you're, it's technically hypocritical being someone who makes people, you know, cl- like vow their love for someone else. When you look at your wife, you're like, we should get divorced. <laughs> yeah. At the same time. Yeah, that's you totally know? hypocritical. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, you can't believe in that stuff. Dean, did you, what, what's your earliest imposter? Um, I, this is what I don't understand by you guys, because like, or m- maybe, maybe Benjamin more, but for me, imposter syndrome is like a constant. Like I'm mm-hmm. not worthy. I'm not. But, but I shouldn't where, be where I am now. Yeah, it, that's what I wanted to say with the. Yeah, because but I've uh, always felt like I didn't belong to this place because I was so much younger than than my classmates, and so oh that feeling has always been ancient. Mm. Because yeah, it's, from it's the also age of four. So and there's a huge difference between a five-year-old and a seven-year-old, and uh, you know, in six and eight, and yeah. I've always felt out of place. Interesting. And also, so. My dad w- was doing this, but uh, at the same time, I was like, okay, let's not pressure him into doing the homework. And if he repeats a class, then then that's okay. But primary school is not <laughs> that complicated. He's to got two years to, <laughs> to <laughs> figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> to get through. And so... and Did you just say primary school is not that complicated? <laughs> yeah, it's not that complicated. Speak for it? yourself. Okay. So, <laughs> did, 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 is this the chat that you had with your children? <laughs> Guys, come on. It's, oh, it's, it's, not, it's, so it's not so complicated. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like, pretty sure that if we all went back to primary school, we'd all fail. No, I have kids in, in primary school. You, w- you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I had that experience as well because like, I'm a lot taller than everyone else. So all my classmates thought I had failed at least two years. Was that, was that oh. always the case? It's, I've always been way taller than everyone. So oh. everyone kind of thought I was the idiot older kid. One was too young, one was too tall. And then and this now we come together. And but so the, this is where it but comes so from, the feeling of not uh, belonging. I can see some guys. So, coming up. so I can throw in mine because so yours was height. I get you. <laughs> Dean, I so Dean, you yours was height. Yours was starting school <laughs> two years early. <laughs> Christian was to be a man of the of the of the of man God. of the Lord. Man of the Lord. For me, it was uh, being brought up 
as a without with just by my mom so uh, you know is is the i didn't know that about you uh from the age of two doesn't I, it explain a lot oh my god it explains yeah, everything yeah, yeah. it does mom issues because personified. And, and for me the imposter syndrome was 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 in being a man actually this is but why your aggression is higher than normal what <laughs> don't, don't shout at can me. i ask you why or is it do you not talk about no, but it no no yeah i'm happy to talk about anything but yeah i mean for me did, the your, did your father pass away or no 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 or they they split up when i was when i was two he was in germany we moved back to england like zero contact with him. he went uh, to argentina wait, so dad is german i think you explained this once that your mom is English, but she cooked German food whilst you're growing up in England. Yes, yeah. So she, well, because she met him in Germany, uh, got, like, she, her, her earliest experience of being a mom, I guess, she was in Germany, so she learned German cooking, and then she carried it on back in England, because German food is a level, amazingly, a level above English food in it's nutrition. It's both beige. <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah. it's, it's mostly beige. It yeah. looks like Soviet Russia. Frikadellen beats sausages that are, w do you know, in England, it's just a random aside. They, they have sausages where they proudly say, now with 20% meat. <laughs> like wow. yeah. English sausage is mainly yeah. bread. 20%, yeah, that's sad. But but okay, so hold on. So no contact. Why why no contact? Like your entire childhood? It just wasn't. I guess it just wasn't feasible because he was in a different country, and at that point we didn't have the same. Oh, it was before the internet. Yeah, yeah, we get it. No, yeah. in the later on, did you later on did you reconnect with him, or you never? Uh, with him? Once we went over to Germany when I was like eight years old and I met him and it was weird like an eight year old meeting his dad was like who the fuck is this adult and then but later was the on telephone like, or uh, how old are you and yeah I never called him never but I was two when I when he left my life so he, he wasn't uh, at the age oh. of two it what's was he doing sorry, now man uh, he's dead <laughs> he's <laughs> he's even I think did he go to his funeral uh, yeah did you take a shit on his grave no <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's just one no, of I one came one one of on those. it. No, 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 that's one of those. I just on his grave to see if I could bring him back to life. No, I'm sorry, man. No, no, no. I mean, no, I mean, in a way, in a certain way, because I was so young when this happened, it was like I, I never really felt a sense of loss or a sense of absence of a father. It was only later in yeah. my in, in my teens, yeah. Yeah, yeah, where where I'm just like, why are all these fucking idiots trying to compete with each other? Like I, and and basically, I didn't grow up with any male stereotypes at all. Oh, so this is why you're kind of reliving, learning about you know masculinity. And how are you now? embodying all of these today? Well, this is how Benjamin can relate because of your dad. So so let me hit you with something because I like what you did there. <laughs> Dean, you're you're I you're the star of this podcast. You know that. Oh, he's aware. He's aware. <laughs> but he doesn't feel you. like he's worthy of it. You're the king of segue. That's for I sure. mean, most of the downloads become a circle jerk. Like. Most of the downloads <laughs> are generated by women that want to sleep with Dean. So uh, no, they're 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 encouraged to listen <laughs> by Harry, try to flirt with them, and then they stay because of Christian's voice. You know, the pastor voice. No, but. <laughs> I mean, I mean, to me, so Aww. 
I'm a, I did recently <laughs> discovered a podcast. There's this uh, a French woman, I think, uh, called Esther Perel. Have you heard of her? Uh, yeah, from you two days ago. Yeah, okay, but before no. She is she is fantastic. She's a she's a relationship coach. She's done a TEDx talk about desire, and and she has a podcast. Uh, and I forgot what it's called. Where do we begin? I think it's what it's called. Where she talks to couples about relationships. But I saw an interview with her, and she said uh, what she's brilliant at is turning modern conditions that we see as negative into positive. And and there's a guy saying, yeah, I, you know, my mom raised me. My dad was never around. And she turns that around and said, you are part of the first generation of men that learned to speak. And because you grew up with your mom, she made you talk every night because that's what mums do. And this is what I had as well. And so I didn't have any male stereotypes. I, I find competition, the type of competing men do, is ridiculous. It just immediately i tap out i am uh, and the same yeah and and the other side of it is is that you know is that i think i'm actually pretty good at expressing emotions and feelings and whatever else and and that that (coughs) that translates into a useful skill now as a single dad with two kids is i think i'm actually doing a pretty good job with my kids everything else in my life i'm fucking up but my kids you know most people give me good feedback that my kids are okay and i think it comes from that Thanks, Harry. My kids are not okay. <laughs> <laughs> should, we, should we start um, a GoFundMe for when they turn 30 and need a, a psychiatrist or a psychologist to go and see? I'll just send them to Scientology. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That, it'll, that's it'll like still, you still need a trust fund for that. That is fucking genius. That is how you... you mm-hmm. are, are you a busy parent? <laughs> Try Scientology <laughs> for your kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we, should we add it, throw in a new question, or we just yeah? Anyway? We, we, I want to hear a bit more about how Benjamin, we doing time uh, Dad relationship. If you want to yeah. share, I mean, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, we, I mean, you've done stuff on stage that has bombed horribly when you go all. I in did, but you. it's also I, it bombed that one night that was very important for me. But it's because the night before it killed. <laughs> wow. So I thought, okay, I found a way to talk about it, and then it bombed horribly. But what was the? I was, it was the, my, when I did the, when I had headline, when I gave myself the headlining spot at Comedy House (laughs) (laughs) as my self-present for my 40th. But what I I got, okay, so to summarize, because I guess, like, the impression I have from the stories and the things I've seen you do on stage about your dad is he was a man living in a stereotypically way a man wants to live, like, like, without responsibility like a player player like a french lover no i th- i uh, i wouldn't say that he he wanted to be an ubermensch uber successful um okay. and um also when it c- you know like money wise he wanted to be one of these billionaires he was he was a he's very talented at dentistry <laughs> <laughs> so what? He's a dentist, and so he's he talented at dentistry. He, uh, I just meant he was a very good doctor, like okay, he was okay. A f- uh, uh, sorry, dentist. But they make good money, right? So he, so he was loaded. Yeah, but uh, not the problem is they make they make very good money, but his clientele was you know uh, billionaires of of the you know oh. like uh, uh, Bilan, uh, the people you see on Bilan, right? The yeah. people who 
are uh, the CEOs of the or owners of these firms on the six uh, stock exchange, for example. Mm. So or aspiring comics that get a TV contract and then had to get white teeth for one second. Johnny no, Joe. like established actors. So he, he okay. had established celebrities, uh, and and that got to his head, and he he had a wanted to be part a, of the club. He had a terrible sense of shame of not being that, and he really wanted to be. So you're saying he's the he was the Hitler of dentistry. <laughs> Jesus. No, I never said that. <laughs> Only because he used the term Ubermensch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know how Harry's out. brain works. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's been brewing for a while. No. Yeah, I mean, like is, is Ubermensch uh, a That's Hitler a very, thing? yes, it's a Nazi term. Fuck, um, I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, okay, so. Ubermensch Uber and Untermensch. It's it's a it's a classification in the Nazis. It just, it but it doesn't matter. So so he was embarrassed for not being loaded. Yeah, and not being like and not being the best person. Right. And uh, you know, so I think also sending me to school two years earlier made him feel like, look, you know, that's like a good story for him to boast about. Right. You know, and 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 it was more his success. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Y- you, you were just kind of like there yeah um so but did 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 you grow up with him afterwards like was he part of the family at all or how did that work yeah so oh my god yeah so he he when he left he then uh, uh started a custody battle which he won so then i was i was wow. with him for how long a long time uh from you know age of 12 years old to 20 so 8 years did oh you ever wow. did you ever spend time in the dentist office yeah yeah, yeah. like next to your dad while he was working yeah but, but so Dean, you did you ask this because right, right. you you looked down on uh Ben's teeth or what but no, not at all. I was wondering because, like, in the in that space, <laughs> is there a problem with my teeth? <laughs> yeah. But wait a yeah, second. So wait, hold up, Harry. The, 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 the thing is, he's spending time in the dentist office. That's like a a weird place where like you can't speak. So you're, speaking you're missing to someone. the point, guys. He got. I was just wondering about this. So he he ripped you away from your mum at the age of twelve. Basically, like he forced you away from your mum. Yeah. Was, so it was. Oh, I don't, I don't think it's very interesting for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, gonna nice. remember, I'm sorry, man. But he did but no. But he he um, he he did he did. So that was actually like that's. W- I felt like a fraud at that time because he made me say to people who were part of social services that you know I wanted to live with my mom, and I I f- now in uh, years later I felt I was you know ma- manipulated into it. Wow. But that's okay. I don't. I don't hold like a, a grudge and and for that. <laughs> 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 it's just everything else. <laughs> no, and now you know my my mom and I we have a great relationship and you know. But yeah. So. But that's fucking. I mean, okay, yeah. I'm now I'm, I've hit my own border of what I want to say about. Yeah, if you did hold a grudge, Benjamin, you would go to your dad's house and pull all of his teeth out. Right. <laughs> 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 did did you okay? One last question about your dad, Ben. Did you ever sit together and watch Marathon Man? You know that Dustin Hoffman. Oh my God! Uh, no, not together. But you've seen it. The, the I don't. Re- well, actually, you know what? I might have watched him next to him, <laughs> but I don't. I don't remember because I saw it when I was so young. Uh, look, the point I was trying to make earlier is this is an interesting connection, Benjamin. Your dad is a dentist, and in a dentist's office, you're the person speaking to someone else. 
Like they have to listen. It's much like comedy in a way. Because they always try to make you feel good and not uncomfortable in an uncomfortable situation. You just have to look at me and then... Where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, just <laughs> <laughs> open wide. No, but but I think a lot of, you know, a lot of imposter stuff comes, I think, comes from your parents, how they make you feel about yourself and, and how... Oh, self-worth, I guess, is... Um, hugely related to how your yeah. parents made you feel as a child yeah. it's like if, if you have a deep rooted um sense of self-worth that basically means that probably your parents were pretty decent and you're an um, asshole as well and, uh, yeah and you're prick you're <laughs> you're fucking yeah, exactly. a douche i think um, you have real self-worth you're not a douche but i've never heard of that have you concept. ever seen have you ever met anyone i actually like the psychos a bit more <laughs> So, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really do. Um, so, well, I, I do work and uh, do, live yeah, in comedy yeah. and in finance, so it's oh, full yeah. of psychos. So it's just different types of psychos, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> it's the same kind. All right, that's, so let me say this in a different direction and get away from personal stuff. So in the world today or in the past, who is the person that you first think of, apart from Donald Trump, who most suffers from imposter syndrome. Let's give that to Ben first. <laughs> it, like someone you see this... this Did you hear the French No, voice? well, I th no, it's uh, me, because I always live in, in this reality that everybody's got their shit together, except for me. <laughs> <laughs> can you... Can you uh, we had a we had a coffee. And we had a coffee, and you know you what's funny? Your, can you tell that story about Jim Carrey? <laughs> and we, and oh my god, I don't remember that. <laughs> uh, so you you were saying you were watching a Jim Carrey. He was talking about you know Jim Carrey is like was a stand up who did a big movie career. Then he went and became a guru for a while, and then he came back. And you saw an interview with him after he came back, and what motivates him to do a character and the effort he puts in. Yeah. Okay. So. He recently did a, a role in like a super Hollywood kid movie. So you can't think of something more commercial. He mm. did like the Sonic mm. and it was the evil guy in, mm. in Sonic. So, you know, like you can't get more commercial than this. And, and I, I went there with my kids to, to watch the movie and Jim Carrey was in it. And I was like, oh, cool, Jim Carrey. Like I, I didn't even know. Great, yeah. So that was his comeback into into filmmaking <laughs> through Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> but... Then I started to watch interviews about him uh, pre preparing for the role of that evil guy. Uh, and, and then, you know, he was saying, yeah, I really spent a lot of time just uh, thinking about why he's evil because you can't, you know, you, you can't just be evil just for being evil. Like, you must have been, like, so deeply hurt. Mm. And so he thought about it so much about how, like, he was hurt as a as a kid, uh, but then he was it was like hurt meets genius, and he was also very smart, and that's how he came up with like all these uh, you know machines and technology. And I was watching that, and I was like, wow, this guy is just is is so good, you know that, and because he's he's highly trained, but he, he just you know automatically gets into the work, gets into this character, and it's fucking Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. but he's so good at it that he nails it, and he was it was great in the movie. There's a lot know? of empathy behind Jim Carrey. Okay, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there you just threw in the word there's empathy. There's yeah. more mm. empathy than there should be. Wasn't there that great documentary when he's going full on? Um, yeah, uh, Andy Kaufman. Yeah, but how did it wait? And that was uh, that my favorite story. Do you know about this? Yeah, Andy Kaufman. Yeah, like he the uh, method acting. Yeah, he went exactly. so yeah. far. But the best part is so. So then he was doing also, you know, so Andy Kaufman had uh, this alter ego called uh, Tony Clifton. So mm-hmm. he would dress up as this like a rude comedian from Las Vegas. And, you know, like so so there was a party at the Playboy Mansion and uh, word got around that, you know, Jim Carrey was, you know, doing Andy Kaufman and that he wouldn't step out of character. Mm-hmm. So Tony Clifton shows up at the mm. at the playboy uh mansion Late for the four, party right? and so everybody's like hey you know it's jim carrey you know like but but getting into the game like very cool so yeah tony clifton and everything half an hour later jim carrey's walks into the party and, <laughs> and tony clifton gets thrown out because <laughs> people realize it's not jim carrey but and it was so good because that's what Andy Kaufman would do. So yeah. like he would go to yeah. like Tony Clifton would show up to a party and everybody thinks it's Andy Kaufman as yeah. as Tony Clifton, and then Andy Kaufman would show up and yeah. people are like, "Who the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> and so he did, he did the same, like just you know pulling this prank, and it's it's fucking genius. But uh, but how did you, after you saw these interviews with Jim Carrey? Like so, I I tell you how I felt. I have felt since the same. <laughs> <laughs> time that after I read the 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 misanthrope by Moliere, uh, which oh. is which is like it's a classic of French comedy. Like of course for you it's it's painful because you had to, you were forced to read it in school, but I read it uh, you know out of choice and it's it's a fucking work of genius. And I always have so I don't know if you call that imposter syndrome, but to me like I always I I, I always have this benchmark of of a uh, masterpiece. And beat myself up for not being uh, this, you know. This, so every this level every of every show, every show in your head has to be the best show that you've ever done. Yes. Yeah, but that's and I, d- I don't really succeed. Enough to wait, w- but weirdly, <laughs> except well, that open mics. Weirdly, because um, you're trying. That is also the one thing that actually drives you as a comic, because th- this is where I relate a lot. Like, I don't want to go on stage out of boredom, ever. That that would be my worst nightmare because this is, the, this, this is a job. This mm-hmm. is basically like, oh, you have to do something for someone else. But um, comedy or acht in, 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 in that, in that <laughs> yes. regard, um, I want to entertain and therefore I have that threshold that I want to give it my best possible at that moment. But you're you're not always succeeding. Of course you're not always succeeding. Mm. But I'm not sure if that is actually imposter syndrome. That that is just like a willingness to to do something, like to to actually deliver a quality of your work. So you're proud of the work that you are delivering and if you wouldn't be your comedy would be shite. Can I Benjamin? Yes. Right yeah. on that topic with what Christian's saying is this the one thing I've gotten from you. And it's interesting that you bring up Jim Carrey as well. Because I remember talking to you like you were, as I was kind of like watching comedy and deciding to join, you were the one that was like, you know, one of the, the OGs, the top-notch old school kids, right? Um, an, an and I remember original. like, a, yeah, an original. 
I remember like eventually speaking <laughs> to you because I, I, <laughs> I had, you know what, when, when the original was going on, I had this, so I make scenarios. So actually my problem is it's not so much imposter syndrome, it's paranoia. So I, I was like, I am sure that all the young comedians like you, Carol and Ivan, you're sending yourself messages like of that poster and saying the boomers. I know it. I know it. Oh, we're so <laughs> original. Yeah. Fuck you. You're so jealous. <laughs> well, wait, hold on, hold well on. I'm sorry. This is what <laughs> it was. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but what I was saying, Benjamin, like the one thing that I took from you, because like every time you would before, you, like someone would go up and you were after them. Yeah. And I would watch you. You get nervous and you sit in the green room reciting your lines, kind of like very focused, right? And I remember you saying this to me, like, if somebody goes before you and they bomb, like, it makes you feel very uneasy and unready for it. Right. You know? And that's like, it's like a, it's because of the connection with Jim Carrey. It's like a level of yeah. empathy that not many comics have, you know? Like, there's a part of me when someone bombs, I'm like, oh, fuck you. you <laughs> Shut no, up. No, <laughs> no, I, I suffer. But now, so I used to suffer a lot when other people were bombing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy a bomb. I, I, I enjoy a bomb you need from someone else. You I don't, don't like you know when you're bomb, bombing because sometimes. it's the other comedians that are laughing. Yeah. It's like the only laughs you hear are these. Yeah, because it's that it's that beat in between jokes. So you yeah. know that that was a punchline, and then no one laughs. So there's this split second of silence yeah. and then all the comics start <laughs> laughing because we the joke bombed the space <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, space, exactly. Yeah. but this is weird because i'm realizing at least for you two christian ben i'm i'm completely differently wired to you holy shit this is like a oh, uh, and dean i dean i don't know maybe we we have more in common than these two i don't know don't don't call me a pedophile, please. No. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, you could have sex with Caro. I couldn't. Oh, <laughs> damn. Wow. You just made it. What? No, you <laughs> actually you proved the you, point. Yeah. You found that rock bottom has a basement. <laughs> like there's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So should we try and wrap this thing up? Yeah, let's wrap this up. Um, I'm so but I, uh, yes, because I feel we've <laughs> have uh, we are all over. The we place. have achieved we hit the bottom. <laughs> we went we went really high, really deep, and now we just right. hit a surface. So, so I'll tell you the last time I had imposter syndrome. Th did you realize? So when you're asking me, you know, like, w or you know, who would be the three people you'd have dinner with? And I couldn't, I couldn't come up with something. So I said, uh, I said a word, and then I was just like, uh. And I go into invisible mode. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then you guys are like, okay, okay, let's, you know, and and you never came back to me. And it's like, and that's what I do at work all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Who do, who do you want to wow. go and have dinner with? You thought about it? See, the, there you go. I feel like an imposter. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't have names. So that means I'm not a real, you know, like I'm not a real artist. Like I've never thought about this. And I, I'm not like... No, you know. Okay, can I throw? I, I would love to be. I'd love to have lunch with Scarlett Johansson. As oh God damn it! As oh. no, wait, wait. As Stranger in pa uh, Strangers in Paradise, who's the fucking famous guy from SNL and all and Groundhog Day? Bill oh, Murray. Bill Murray. I, I would love to be Bill Murray in that movie, Strangers in Paradise, with Scarlett Johansson. 
So it's a that was not the question. That yeah, was in the movie. You're, you're just living your fantasy. It was uh, the the movie in <laughs> Japan. The, the, you mean? Yeah, but I, what the okay. hell are we talking about? Yeah, exactly. That's not strangers in the ni- or whatever. Okay, let me fuck, the, fuck the, you guys. Lost, for a lost, in no, lost in translation. Lost in translation. Oh, yeah, what yeah. did you say? Strangers in Paradise with <laughs> <a> Jim Jarmusch. <laughs> 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 I'm all confused. That's the one Look, with Keanu Reeves. I'm trying to wrap up. I'm trying to wrap this. I would love to be Bill Murray in Citizen Kane. Right. We all as an as an extra okay so we <laughs> we all extra. we've all <laughs> suffered from imposter syndrome at some time yes. what advice would you give to someone who is suffering from imposter syndrome right now what would you say to them well i think uh first that uh people don't other people don't have their shit together most people have imposter syndrome mm-hmm. and and read the book uh, read mindset, the book <laughs> mindset uh, the new psychology of success you, you just you just sounded like um a very very evangelical black lady <laughs> holding up a bible you had to read the book i maybe that's who i i really am yes, that's that's maybe that's why i identify as <laughs> fuck me dead black Angel. evangelical woman okay <laughs> okay that's <laughs> and then praise the lord okay all right Okay, Dean. That was <laughs> that was the radio <laughs> equivalent of, of blackface. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> oh God! Uh, <laughs> We're gonna get banned. He uh, just <laughs> dipped his voice in black <laughs> paint. No. Yeah. No, okay, okay, okay. <sighs> Anything else you want to say, Ben? Yeah, like advice. Uh, d- um, imposter syndrome. I I think is because uh, you feel an imposter comparing to a certain image that you think you should have and and rather you should you know you should adopt a a philosophy where you know you take pleasure and you you are at a certain point and you're trying to get better and you are getting better and there's no need to be that perfect image as long as you know you're working on it or just just working on improving yourself okay that's good dane do you have a yeah, um, the only thing I can do is give you advice that I employ in my life is just fake it till you make it kind of thing. Um, okay, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's gotten me to places I could never imagine. <laughs> Switzerland for starters. Switzerland. <laughs> and a, a job, you know. And flirt with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I got yeah. the biggest dick, man. <laughs> I, I've, seen, I've seen this yesterday <laughs> night. <laughs> <laughs> what happened Wait, yesterday? What happened yesterday night? Night? Okay, no, Christian, like stop. We want to know that, no, no, no. Christian. No, no, no. You, you give us your advice, Christian. Um, f- f- look, I mean, it doesn't actually. It's it, it's not a syndrome that's bad. I don't think it, it's not something it's that keeps you humble. Real, yeah. yeah. It, I I don't think it's the worst thing to have. Mm. If you don't, you're actually fucked. I think that that's how I see it. That's when you become yeah a, a banker. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't so believe so. I think the insecure bankers have a huge case of imposter syndrome that they're mm. always trying to hide. You know, like they're always trying to to, to, to not be found out. I, and yeah, they yeah. Crush I think other people. okay. I have a theory about this. I'm going full on Harry on this one. I have a theory about this. <laughs> what the fuck? Don't tag it as Harry. <laughs> There is two types no, of bankers. If you want to go full hair, it's like I have a theory about <laughs> this. And then I thought women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, there's two types of bankers. There's uh imposter syndrome bankers um that are very successful. They all work in sales. They have no stake. 
and then there are bankers with money. I'm sure they have a steak once in a while. <laughs> Every day. We get each other. This is gross now. That is fucking horrible. So <laughs> now, now I'm getting and then a single then you have flashback. Then you have the bankers with uh, proper money. The guy, the top dog. Yeah. Um, the... Um, the finks of this world and like they're just sociopath they're just absolute fucking monsters and and that's that's a different level they have no empathy whatsoever they do never never had they ever have imposter syndrome yeah. they always believe sociopath. they are in the right place yeah. Yeah. always right and why as a society do we let these people rise to the top yep that's that a, a very big question, question. Yeah. there there is a great um did you guys uh see um uh, th- there was there was this whole movie uh, edit point one forty four uh, fifty five minutes thanks, thanks, dude. because I'm I'm not remembering uh, the the big the big crash was it oh yeah the yeah big yeah short. With the big short the big sh- short Ryan Gosling Ryan Gosling uh, no no the no, no, two thousand eight no. movie with Steve Carroll yeah no not the, not that one uh, um, okay uh, Margin Call sorry Margin Call with oh, Kevin Spacey when yes. he was still allowed to be on in front of a camera. <laughs> And um, <laughs> <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck you. I love Kevin Spacey. We are anti-Kevin so Spacey. We also a, like Carrie. There's <laughs> a great example because the the movie is based on Solomon Brothers um, before they went kaput, and the CEO of the company is so detached from reality. He had his own lift in oh the building God. where he worked at because he didn't want to meet the plebs. Mm. So that's the level of psycho yeah. um, uh, that we are dealing with. And to this day, like uh, even after 2008, that has never been fixed. And the guys that are now running the show um, are as fucking retarded as the guys I, were I in love, 2008. I love how you said kaput. Mm. So you said kaput. <laughs> so let me, let me throw in some closing words. So the reason why I, I'm so much obsessed with gender is because I think it's a root cause of why we idolize psychopaths. Because as evolutionary biology, a psychopath is the perfect partner until you actually live with them. For me, the thing about imposter syndrome is this. <laughs> Christian's like... Checking his head. This is a magical time. Okay. This is a magical I'm time Christian, where Christian we get to easy. listen to the theory. No, I, I, I'm listening. Go on. Here's the thing: if you if you think you're suffering from from imposter syndrome, that's a beautiful thing because it means that you have the intelligence and self awareness to question yourself. So that that I agree with. That that's that's beautiful, and 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 you're never going to be Hitler. So, so be happy. <laughs> Well, I, and I find great comfort and in that. Exactly. You find comfort in that you won't be Hitler or any psychopath. The reason why we idolize psychopaths is because psychopaths perform as the perfect male or female. We shouldn't, we shouldn't idolize psychopaths. We should get over that. We should move on. <clears throat> the age of psychopaths is over and embrace your imposter but syndrome but i think cuz you're a I good person i think go we're on. never going to close this podcast <laughs> <laughs> go on dean cuz i i think go the <laughs> i think the me too movement is <laughs> is a step to stop idealizing psychopaths yeah 
I would argue it would. It's just shifting to a different type of psychopath. Is that still going? I, I, I last I checked in, it was with Black Lives Matters, and and um, the you Me know, Too movement was kind of like there. If we're going off the off track, because I we had a wrap let's up not. on this podcast. We, no, I let's like let's actually wrap this. Challenge yeah. you. We've done. We've done <laughs> I'm challenging you, Harry Fix. <laughs> you know what? You let's know what the issue anymore. is with Black Lives Matters. Let's is not. Oh, no, 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 no. Big thank you to Ben Delahaye. Ben, how do we find you on Instagram and all the things? At Ben Comedian. At Ben, ben Comedian. Comedian. Every wow. single we'll social media. We'll stick that on, on the description. One of the funniest motherfuckers in Zurich. He oh, is. Come and see yeah, shows. Thank you. Oh, He's in, a comedy in genius. In the world. That's uh, true. I don't know. I don't know about the world. <laughs> <laughs> At least in uh, Switzerland. I mean, currently going through a dip, but it's going <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. to Thank you so no, much. No, we love for you, Ben. Actually, you. I had a great. <laughs> no, it's fine. But you thank you. It? I think. W- I Did think you enjoy this? Yeah, podcast? I enjoyed it. It's okay. f- it feels very uh, natural. Do you have any feedback that how we can improve this podcast? Maybe try once without Harry. (laughs) 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 We did. The lowest downloads. They did. It was the most boring episode that they've done. (laughs) It's because there's a a whole population of creepy prisoners who have access to the internet. (laughs) It makes up our biggest following. There was about no, five. No feedback, yeah. th- th- we usually have fun. five people listening, and uh, the episode that Dean and I did by ourselves mm. was about two, <laughs> and there was one of them was Dean's mom. I so thought it was a hundred people. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> and there wasn't even a shout out to Dean's mom. No, but uh, honest to God, Ben, thank you so much for joining us. This was thank fucking you for fantastic. Um, and uh, we hope to actually have you back on the podcast where we explore. Um, Harry's fucking um, father issues and Mm. I will say Ben uh, where I was picking you up on WhatsApp today I genuinely believe you're not an imposter I think you're the real deal I think you're you're, the three of you are also the real deal bye thank you bye guys